yo, yo, what's going on, everybody in Shark Territory? Welcome to another episode of the Shark City Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron James, coming to you live from San Jose, California. We have some topics to talk about today. Some interesting things are going down this week in Sharks Territory. Uh, before I get started, whether you are joining me on Twitter, Instagram, actually, I take that back, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, follow, smash the retweet button, whatever it is, whichever platform you're on. Um, by all means, share this with your fellow Sharks fans. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Legends game that's going to go down next month. Uh, we're going to react to the Sharks earning three points in the last two games. Okay, so they took on the New, the New Jersey Devils and they took on the Dallas Stars here at the Shark Tank. Um, had a big win. Had a big win. All right. They always say that everything's bigger in Texas. And it was true. In this case, the L. As the South Sharks defeated them five uh, with five unanswered goals. Uh, we'll talk about uh, briefly, just briefly touch up on the latest like trade noise around Meyer and Eric Carlson. And we will preview the Sharks weekend action. Also, we'll take a look at the NHL All-Star jerseys that supposedly were just recently leaked. Not so much. Um, this, this isn't news to all of us here in the hockey community. Um, the jerseys, at least the concept or the templates, were circulating since the beginning of the year uh, due to a uh, poster, I believe it was, that was um, on NHL's shop. We'll go into all that and more. Um so let's first start off with what's important in Sharks territory to a Sharks fans, and that is the announcement of the 2023 Legends game. So um, the San Jose Sharks are going to host. Now, this used to be called the Alumni, right? But I guess they're changing it to the Legends game. I like it. It sounds, it sounds refreshing. It sounds dope. But they're going to be hosting the 2023 Legends game at Texas U Arena, February 24th uh, at 7.30 p.m. That's that's San Jose time, baby. All right. So um, but obviously the biggest news, and this is obviously going to be surrounding his um, jersey that's about to be retired very soon. I really can't wait. But um, back to the point. Um, the biggest, I think, headliner here is that San Jose Sharks legend Patrick Marlowe will be um, pretty much joining his former teammates. I'm assuming on the ice. I don't think he's going to be, you know, just there waving from the crowd. I'm assuming he's going to lace them up um, along with Mike Greer, by the way. That's so awesome. I'll touch up on that in a second. But um, this is going to happen one night prior to his jersey number being retired, being honored. The first first time in Sharks history. Cannot wait for that. Um, so, um, you know, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great time. Uh, great, great, great hockey. I mean, great hockey atmospheres. I, I just imagine these this weekend, or excuse me, not this weekend, um, these two events back-to-back, that being the Legend game and then the Jersey retirement ceremony, it's going to be the biggest um, weekend of hockey in San Jose and I think this is probably the NHL All-Star game. Okay, so this is huge. You do not want to miss this, all right? Um, if you are a member of the Battery or I believe like the ticket holder for San Jose Sharks, you're going to get yourself a pre-sale 
window and um for 25 bucks a pop i believe and uh general public they're 35 so still not that still not that bad uh those go on sale tomorrow okay friday january 20th so um you know be on the lookout again that is the 2023 sharks legends game all right patrick marlowe is going to be headlining this bad boy uh other legends expected to attend curtis brown cannot wait to see brownie back i liked curtis brown i know he gets a lot of um you know he gets a lot of shade during the pre-games and post-games but um i liked him as a player i thought he was an amazing centerman for the sharks during his time and um that's like no clout no lie i'm just being honest uh ryan clo adam graves scott hannon danny heatley everybody's favorite winger danny heatley heater is going to be at this game brett hedekin you know he has a lot to say about sharks so i want to see him put some of those words into um I want to see you know him live by his own words and see what he does um you know defensively on the ice. Um if getting the Bach off, Owen Nolan, Scott Parker, Mike Ritchie, Scott Thornton, Devin Setaguchi, Mark Smith, Joel Ward, Tommy Wingos, Kelly Hurdy, Sean Hines, and general manager Mike Greer. I just want to say that one more time. General manager Mike Greer. Someone out there, let me know. Uh, leave it a comment on Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook. Okay, and you let me know my, if my memory serves me correct here. I don't think there ever has been an active general manager in Sharks history that laced up a skate in an alumni game. Mike Greer is going to be lacing up his skates, which is amazing because, you know, he was just interviewed. Um, you know, he just did his midseason uh, presser. And he was answering questions about, you know, the things that he wants to see uh, from his, um, you know, prospects. And I think what an excellent way to embody such um, standards than by going out there and, you know, showing, you know, showing what you're about and, you know, showing your stuff or any other cliche you want to use to pretty much say go out there and, you know, lead by example. I love it. So, again, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost certain. I don't ever remember Doug Wilson, and I don't mean any disrespect, but I ever remember Doug Wilson lacing up the skates in an alumni game. So correct me if I'm wrong, but that's amazing. Anyways, um, so once again, just so we could, um, you know, if you're joining the pod, if you joined the pod just a little bit late right now, we've been rolling for about ten minutes or so. Um, again, these tickets go on sale tomorrow. They're thirty-five bucks. All right, unless you're, you know, a season ticket holder member for either CUDA or Sharks, um, they're going to be 35 bucks to the general public, and they go and sell tomorrow, all right? Um, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be an amazing time in uh, Sharks territory. Again, that's going to go down for um, at 7.30 right here in San Jose, February 24th at Tech CU Arena. Um, one day, one evening before the Sharks raise uh, Marlo's jersey. So again, biggest night in Sharks territory uh, in San Jose specifically since the NHL All-Star uh, game, All-Star weekend. And that's just my opinion. All right, uh, let's move on. The San Jose Sharks earned some points. They've earned some points this week. All right, so uh, San Jose Sharks played in quite the uh, spectacle this past Monday afternoon. That's why, you know, I mean... Um, why do I call it a spectacle? Well, first, the puck dropped at 1 p.m. 
on a federally recognized holiday, MLK Day. Okay. Second, the first period played out in an unorthodox manner due to a broken kick plate. If you do not know what a kick plate is, it is the yellow trim on the bottom of the rink boards. Okay. So, um, I forgot who, so pardon my memory. Um, but the skates, I forgot which sharks player he was stopping in his, uh, skate, his blade of his skates literally like clipped it, like, I guess pierced it and a piece came off. So the referees elected to pretty much end the period where it was at, which I believe was like a few minutes and a lot of sharks fans, including myself, I was being, I was about to get heated. I'm not going to lie. All right. I was, I was um, thinking like, come on, really? The San Jose Sharks were finally starting to heat up, okay? At that point, um, you know, at that point in the game, the Sharks were trailing 1-0. And um, actually, before I even get into that, let me just say the third reason, the third reason why, I'll lead into that, but um, yeah, the Sharks, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to make sure to keep the sequence uh, positive here. My bad. But uh, yeah, second reason being the unorthodox matter in which the broken kick plate kind of stopped the period. So the first period played out like um, split. That was weird. Um, but again, it happened during a time when the Sharks just seemed to be building momentum, seemed to be controlling the game. And then all of a sudden, you know, of, of quick repair job because literally i believe it took like only like a few minutes like they called the period and then the um the arena crew there it was already handled anyways um i digress but um again it was so huge because the momentum for the sharks it, it was um it was starting to build and you could feel that something was about to happen but more specifically because again another weird reason i another uh reason why this game was quite a spectacle was because the sharks allowed a goal 27 seconds into the first period while um also taking the lead 3.7 seconds left in that first period after it came back and um played out for the few minutes that remained anyways it was it was quite a spectacle to say the least um but yeah the sharks got it done and and when they came back for that mini version of what was remaining for the first period um you know they scored two goals you know what i'm saying so again let's just go into the goal summary while we're at it so um the box score excuse me the box score would tell you that um you know sounds like sharks scored two goals in that first period as i just said uh new jersey got a first um like 27 seconds into the game they got a goal in that first period it was a scoreless second period and then um like really honestly the sounds like sharks um Again, they seem to control and dominate the game. They're winning battles to lose pucks. Uh, they're getting outstanding goaltending, to be quite honest with you. I know a lot of you out there feel some type of way about, um, you know, the net minding. And I feel you. I believe the Athletic just re released a report uh, ranking our goaltending. I'm not even going to say it because it's, it's all bad. Just put it that way. But, um, you know, James Reimer, I mean, come on. You guys got to cut him a break, okay? Really quick. On, on the goaltending here really quick. Because I believe he had get, he was doing some outstanding goaltending for the past two games. All right. Um, so two defensive mistakes occurred in the goal crease, honestly. Both by Timo Meyer and Jacob Magna, just being honest. Which ultimately cost the Sharks this game. All right. So they seem to control and dominate the game. Again, just, re just repeating what I was just uh, mentioning here. 
Uh, they're winning the battles to the loose pucks. They're getting outstanding goaltending, and they're controlling the pace of the action. And that that was evident, especially um, in that the end of that first like weird period. Um, first of all, I haven't been like I don't remember a time in these last couple these last two games where I've actually been so um, I don't want to say in tune, but like the Sharks, the action was able to retain my attention throughout the entire game. You know, that's been tough. I'm just being honest with you. Um, <laughs> Sharks hockey has been kind of tough lately. It really has been. And lately is is um, is being kind, to say the least. Um, but these last two games were some outstanding like hockey, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the Sharks, this game against New Jersey, they pretty much, of course, they found... was two mistakes you know um in my opinion that really cost them the game obviously um this would out this went to the shootout this was a skills competition okay so um like say say what you will about about the loss or say what you will about the goaltending pardon me but meyer interfered with james reimer on that first goal when he let it in 27 seconds. So let's just say that goal didn't happen. Sharks won this game. Let's just say the, the other goal where Magna skated across the crease and managed to make contact with Reimer's lower right goalie pad or his skate while the puck was heading toward the net. Okay, so New Jersey was shooting the puck on the net and Magna decided to skate across the crease and like, inter like you know, like pretty much, I know it's just the slightest contact but essentially interfered with James Reimer, just like Timo Meyer did 27 seconds in. Okay. So, um, yeah, I digress. My bad. Get off my soapbox a little bit here. Maybe, maybe I'm, you know, maybe like they say in NFL where the defense always is going to side, like defensive players always side the defense. Well, that's how I feel. Cause I play goaltender. I play goaltender, not at NHL level level, but you know, um, a lot, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these goals aren't on Reimer. That's all I'm going to say, at least for that game. Um, but you know what? Despite the Sharks giving New Jersey a gift with two points in the standings and um, helping them, I think they swept California or whatever. Um, the Sharks looked way better than the previous performance against the Edmonton Oilers. All right, when they lost seven to one. But still, you know, the Sharks' inability to close games is starting to hurt the home crowd, who at that point were still waiting for the fifth win at the tank this season. Um, the Sharks, um, obviously, you know, they lost the skills competition. So they're, and it's funny because that's gaining some traction now. I've been, I've been, uh, I, I haven't been a big fan of this shootout to, uh, re, you know, to, to, uh, how do I say this properly? To essentially decide who wins a game, right? Like, um, I mean, what would your solution be for that? Like, should you just, I, I know they like to do the three and three and they try to have it more action packed and then they shoot out. But for me, I'd feel like, why don't you just give these guys like 10 minutes, half a period of five on five hockey and don't even make it sudden death. You know what I mean? Just 10 on 10, five on five hockey. And if someone could score a goal, then it's, it's good. If they, if they tie, well, then I guess they tie. <laughs> I know. Uh, bringing back the tie is unpopular for sure. But um, these skills competitions, these shootouts, man, honestly, 
again, the Sharks, they found a way to lose this game. They um, couldn't close it out. So it's really on them. But personally, I think the Sharks, they won this game. Um, so let's just go over the stats really quick. So uh, New Jersey put on 41 shots. San Jose put on uh, 32. Uh, 29 hits were um, delivered from the Sharks to New Jersey. Uh, Sharks also blocked 23 shots. New Jersey put 24 hits and 13 uh, blocked shots. Uh, faceoff percentage were in the favors of San Jose. They won 54.7% of the faceoffs, uh, leaving New Jersey with 453 obviously. Uh, giveaways was pretty close. Nine giveaways by New Jersey, 10 from the Sharks. Uh, takeaways is this is a this stat right here is what I'm talking about. This is how you know the Sharks were in control of this game. 23 takeaways, okay? New Jersey had nine takeaways. Sharks had 23 takeaways. I believe it was Drew Remenda or Dan Ruzanowski on one of their Sharks morning skates where they're talking about takeaway stats for a specific player. And, you know, you can take it either way. Either the Sharks are, um, you know, really good at getting that puck back, which I think it was this, like in this case, in this game, they're winning the battles to lose pucks. Or you could argue that maybe they don't have the puck as often, which is why they have to keep getting it back. I don't know. Not this, not the case for this game, that's for sure. Um, goal summaries. Let's just get into it. Um, so again, 29 seconds in, Ryan Graves for um, New Jersey scored his fifth of the season with a wrist shot. Um, that was a... Ah, forget those guys. Let's just talk about the Sharks. <laughs> My bad. All right, in the first period at 6.44, into the first team of Meyer got his 25th of the season with a wrist shot, assist by Michael Acema and Eric Carlson got his 44th assist on Timo Meyer's goal. Uh, Eric Carlson went on later on. Um, again, this the action, man. This goal right here literally sent like a jolt um, through my body. I think it sent a jolt through Sharks territory, if I can be honest with you, with just four, like 3.7 seconds to be exact, but at 19, point, uh, 19 and 56 of the first period, 19 minutes, 56 seconds of uh, first period, Eric Carlson scores a power play goal. Uh, with a wrist shot, assisted by Timo Meyer. That was his 14th of the season. Timo Meyer's 20th assist of the season. It was amazing. It was so amazing to see him hit that from the point. And to um, like he, oh my gosh, my man. It was exciting. Eric Carlson is an exciting player to watch this season. Obviously, he's he is the sound of the Sharks. He's literally carrying the team, um, keeping us relevant in the national spotlight when we are not doing very well in the standings. And, you know, the more and more I hear this guy say he wants to win, um, the more and more, like, I appreciate moments as such, scoring with 3.75 or 3.7 seconds remaining in the first period, power play goal. Um, Tomas Schurtle, by the way, got his 26 assists on that uh, goal as well. Uh, later on in the third period, Nick Bonino. Nick Bonino scores a goal. Of course, some of you out there are saying, well, yeah, because Kevin LeBanc scratched. We won't go into that in this in today's program. Uh, but Nick Bonino got his sixth of the season. Um, Michael Acemot got two assists in this game. So he got his sixth uh, assist of the season, and Matt Benning got his 19th. Um, I believe it was Tomas uh, Tatar who got the uh, shootout uh, to win the skills competition. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was... You know, even though the San Jose Sharks lost that game, they controlled that game, and it was quite, um, you know, it's quite a spectacle to watch. I really enjoyed it. 
So um, once again, um, you know, these last two games, San Jose has been looking good. Three points in um, three out of four points, pardon me. And for those of you who are going for, you know, Tankford Bedard, you got to be careful. I think, you you know, I think you got to, uh, you know, you might be sweating a little bit here because these San Jose Sharks are, uh, you know, they're putting together some wins here. They're putting together some points. <laughs> they're in some points in the standings. Anyways, um, let's get on. Let's get on to the next uh, the next topic here. I think uh, we've covered this last game just enough here. All right. Uh, once again, thank you for uh, joining me here. Um, this is, if I haven't said it already, uh, this is Shark City Podcast, official podcast of SharkCityHockey.com, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, this is the 21st episode of our second season, and we have some news to cover here in Sharks territory. There's been some transactions. Um, I know they say the CUDA made these trades, but this is the Sounds of Sharks. Let's just be real. Okay, it's the organization, so here it is. Sounds of Sharks trade Jasper Weatherby. Jasper Weatherby has been traded from the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks, in return, they acquire Kyle Chris Colo. Okay. And um, pardon the pause. I just didn't know if I should say Chris Colo or Chris Colo. <laughs> Pardon me. Anyways, uh, bottom line, San Jose Sharks, um, they picked up a 30-year-old veteran center, and they traded away 24-year-old prospect um, Jasper Weatherby. Um, so just for comparison here, uh, the cap hit um, that Jasper Weatherby was carrying was 842 5k uh, which is like one percent of our team cap space um he is on his second year of a two-year contract and he'll be 25 years old when that contract expires at the end of the season he'll be a restricted free agent all right um so you know really quick first first reactions um right off the bat was like What's going on? Like a lot of you out there is like a lot of you out there feels like this is is an L. I'm just going to be honest with you. All right. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I know we're streaming on multiple platforms right now, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. All right. I've seen it across the board. I've seen it on, um, you know, in subreddits. I've seen it on groups. I've seen it in the comments on our social media pages. A lot of you fans out there are not feeling this trade. Um, I'm not going to sit here and try to sell it to you. Okay. I'm really not because, um, you know, Jasper Weatherby, he has played, and I don't mean this any disrespect, okay, but he has played more hockey in the last three years. Or, excuse me, he played more hockey last season than um, Kyle Criscolo has played in the last three years. Okay, so um, Weatherby obviously has 50 career games with San Jose. That was um, last season. And... Um, you know, I believe in the last three years, um, Kyle uh, Chris Cole has played like six games, if I'm not mistaken, in the NHL. Yeah, six games. That was last season with Detroit. So obviously, um, this move is more so to help out the CUDA. 
So uh, before I go any further, I do want to share this um, tweet that was sent out literally just a couple hours ago today by uh, Jasper Weatherby on his account on Twitter. Um, he says, thank you, San Jose Sharks and San Jose Barracuda for drafting me in 2018 and providing me with the opportunity to live out my childhood dream. I am extremely grateful for my teammates, trainers, and fans. I will treasure the friendships and memories I made during my time in San Jose. Um, that's pretty nice. Um, so yeah, uh, Jasper Weatherby is heading to Detroit. He'll be a Red Wing. Uh, Detroit gets themselves a pretty big kid. Um, you know, solid. I believe he's six three, if I'm not mistaken. And um, you know, again, first reaction was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Like, <laughs> but um, to be one hundred with you, it makes sense. Um, the Sharks draft. I mean, the Sharks prospect pool is rather um stacked okay it's it's stacked um jasper weatherby this season with the barracuda he's played 39 games and he's only able to get six points um he's racked up a penalty uh, or he's racked up enough penalty minutes to make it one minute per game okay um so he has 39 penalty minutes and um he's at a negative seven okay um, the production, it just kind of hasn't been there. Again, he played 50 games at an NHL level uh, back in 2021-2022, in which he put up, um, you know, he had 11 points, 5 uh, goals, 6 assists. And the production level, is, it, it was kind of the same with half the games um, with the CUDA that same season, so um, last year. So it was kind of looking promising, but this year... Um, it just seems as if he's not going to even crack um, like the bottom six at the NHL level anymore. So it just makes sense. It just makes sense for the Sharks to um, give him an opportunity to, you know, be on the Grand Rapids, I believe. The Grand Rapids Griffins is the AHL affiliate for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, have an opportunity to go over there, grow his game, get an opportunity to maybe crack the uh, main roster of an NHL squad. All right. So with that being said, um, you know, best of luck to you, Weatherby. And um, that's it. Yesterday was the last uh, Weatherby Wednesday, as they say, on uh, Twitter. And now the Sounds of Sharks and the Barracuda have to look forward to the services of Kyle Criscolo. So, again, um, I think 15 total NHL games in his career is what he's looking at here. So this right here is, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, okay? So this right here is um, essentially going to be, from my understanding, maybe a um, a top six or maybe even bottom six. We'll see. Um, forward for um, the minor, okay? So for the AHL level. So this is all for the CUDA. Um, I believe Nick Nolenberger uh, on his blog pointed out that He's actually a Calder Cup champion, so he's going to be bringing some experience to a rather youthful squad here in San Jose. Um, his numbers in the AHL this season, he has 28 games. He has five goals, five assists for 10 points. Um, last season in 57 games, he put up 39 points, 15 goals, 24 assists. I'm not expecting him to come over here and start being a scoring machine. Again, 30-year-old uh, center, 5'9". 174 pounds. He shoots right. Um, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. 
So um, on one part, you know, the sharks get themselves, um, you know, a a good player, a good veteran depth player for you know their uh, their squads, and at the other token, they send away one of their promise more promising prospects over the last couple of years, um, and giving them like an opportunity to, uh, you know, revitalize or renew his hockey career in dreams. All right, so. Um, we're about, um, oh, you know what? Really quick here. And I don't, let's, because, you know, a lot of the attention is being put on uh, Weatherby. So let's just be fair here. Uh, the Barracuda also traded away Patrick McGrath. All right. So um, they're getting what is called future considerations, which I understand as being like, we don't really understand or haven't worked out the value of what this trade is. So when that is um, determined, then we'll compensate accordingly. But um, again, this was yesterday. Uh, Sounds like Barracuda traded away Patrick McGrath, and they announced that um, that um, pretty much his. How do I say this properly? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's all that needs to be said, and I don't mean to disrespect. Uh, McGrath had five games at the Cuda. Um, his penalty minutes was fifth on the team. I don't know if that's really a stat. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in 137 uh, American Hockey League games, Patrick McGrath recorded nine points, uh, four goals, five assists, 482 penalty minutes. So, you know, he's the muscle, right? I mean, that's all I'm hearing here is he's the muscle. So, um, yeah, uh, we made some deals with um, Detroit Rock City. Shark City made some deals with Detroit Rock City. And um, that's it. Hopefully we get some decent uh, draft picks for McGrath. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, Chris Colo could, um, you know, help help out, you know, the kids in the CUDA and uh, prepare them more for, you know, the NHL or, you know, the NHL level, I guess. Um, anyways. All right. So with that being said, I am going to um, start to preview the rest of the program here as we've reached about. Uh, half of a regulation game in the NHL here. Um, so thus far, we've talked about Mike Greer and Patrick Marlowe and the gang going to lace it up in a Legends game. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, okay? Uh, Sharks lost New Jersey, even though I feel like that wasn't really an L. It really wasn't a loss. I mean, the Sharks did manage to beat themselves, but um, it did end in the skills competition. Uh, we just covered Jasper Weatherby being traded away for um, 30 year old center uh, and veteran uh, Kyle Criscolo. And um, coming up, we are going to talk about the last Sharks game. Sharks beat Dallas Stars. So happy about that. Joe Pavelski finally came to San Jose and pretty much didn't do squat. <laughs> um, we'll talk about, let's see, we'll talk about Briefly, some of the latest with uh, Meyer and Eric Carlson. I'll probably touch on that like a, with a touch of salt. We're not going to spend a significant amount of time on that topic. And then we're going to preview this weekend uh, for San Jose Sharks. And we're also going to get into um, what is now being revealed. The new, I guess it's a reverse retro. Go figure. They're really pushing these reverse retro jerseys. But the NHL All-Star 
Uh, the 2023 NHL All-Star Game jerseys have been revealed. They are circulating on social media. It's a big deal right now, but they've been leaked since the beginning of the year. So we'll cover all that and more um, coming up right here on the Shark City Podcast. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL Divisional Round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Shark City Podcast. It's been a good week. It's been a good week for hockey. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I honestly feel like the Sharks are turning. You know, they're starting They're starting to turn it around. Um, are they going to make the playoffs? No. <laughs> It'd be nice. I wonder. I wonder um, what they'd have to do. How much do I mean, they probably probably have to win out the entire season. Like, what would it take? 25, 30 games to get a wild card? I mean, I could dream, right? It's not going to happen, is it? Who knows? Um, this second half of the year, or, you know, since January, this month, let's just specifically speak about the last three weeks. You know, the Sounds of Sharks have not been looking like um like a tanking team. I mean, they look like a team that is capable of winning big games, just like, you know, um, the last two contests. Uh, we're about to get into that second one in just a moment. But they, um, you know, they don't look like a team that's very far off. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm I, the reason why I'm talking about this is because I know the whole, like, popular, um, the whole top, uh, popular topic of this season is, you know, tanking for uh, Bedard, right? Um, but, you know, if the Sharks continue to play like they did in the last two contests, we might find ourselves further away from, um, you know, winning the lottery. So for some of you, that's like a, a you know, a nightmare uh, scenario. You do not want the Sharks to be racking up points, but uh, they got three points in the last two games. All right. Anyways, uh, so let's talk about that game. Why don't we? Let's get into it. The San Jose Sharks finally win their fifth game of the season at home. Um, how do I count the ways <laughs> that I love that Joe Pavelski and the Dallas Stars come to the tank and lose, and they lose, baby. That's right. Listen, I know a lot of you out there still have, you know, a soft, you know, a soft spot for Captain America, as you call him, Joe Pavelski. But for me, as a South of the Sharks fan, um, you know, this is just my opinion. He moved on. He made his choice. He's where he wants to be, and he's been to some cup finals with that team. He's just as much, if not more, a Dallas star as he was a San Jose Shark. So with that being said, uh, the Sharks win a game at home in a comeback fashion, baby, scoring five unanswered goals against the Dallas Stars. 
Uh, the Stars held a 3-0 lead until midway through regulation when the Sharks started to pour it on. Uh, James Reimer earned his 200th career win, finally, and Eric Carlson surpasses 60 points on the season. The Sharks now, for those of you who are counting, take the series lead against the Stars for this decade. I'm talking about the 2020s, right? Um, it was very interesting. So at the third, at the end of the second period, it was tied three to three going into the third period. And the Sharks and Dallas Stars, the series for this decade in the 2020s was tied at three and three. Um, obviously, San Jose shut them out for the final 20 minutes. More specifically, James Reimer shut them out for the last 20 minutes. And they put on two more goals to break that tie and to win the game. Um, it was awesome. Okay, so again, not going to really cover so much the Dallas Stars because it's a Sharks podcast. And um, if you do want to see the full stats and the box score and the highlights, by all means, check it out at SharkCityHockey.com. All that's available right there, um, you know, for your reading and viewing pleasure. Um, but as it goes down for the Sharks, the scoring started in the second period, nine minutes, 41 seconds in. Steven Lorenz got his fifth of the season, a Cisco to Noah Gregor. Um, just moments after that, like, they literally scored, I think, uh, two goals in a three-minute, in, in a two-minute span. I believe it was the three goals in about two minutes. Anyways, um... So at 11:49, uh, Nick Bonino got his seventh of the season. Again, some of you out there, every time you hear the, every time you hear Bonino scoring goals, it, you know, I mean, maybe it grinds your gears because you want LeBanc in the lineup, or maybe because the fact that Nick Bonino keeps proving his haters wrong. I don't know. You know, choose your poison. But uh, it's Cisco to Alexander Barabanov, his 22nd of the season, and Eric Carlson, his 45th assist of the season. By the way. Eric Carlson got four points this game. Spoiler alert, uh, three of them were assists. So he finished the game with 47 assists on the season, and uh, he scored his 15th goal of the uh, of the year. But before that happened, on the power play, Thibaut Meyer, this is all in the second period, three goals, okay? Uh, 15 minutes, 18 minutes to the third period, second period, pardon me. Uh, Thibaut Meyer scored his 26th of the season. Eric Carlson got an assist on that. Uh, in the third period, this is pretty much where the game started to, you know, slip away for Dallas. Uh, Carlson got, his, again, his 15th of the year with a snapshot. Assist goes to Benino and Nico Sturm. Low control. Man, talk about range, baby. You know, put the uh, final nail, whatever expression, analogy you want to use. Uh, got a 16th goal of the season. And Eric Carlson picked up an apple on that. Um, it was... It was quite the comeback fashion. It was amazing that it happened at home. I'm glad it happened to um, the last captain because I think it's time. You know what I'm saying? I think it's time that the Sharks start cutting off the cliches, losing to, you know, the old captain. Time to change the way uh, these games go in his favor. So, um, you know what? Did he even do anything? I should have prepared it. I, I do not care for what he... I'll be real with you. I know there's people who are head over heels for uh, Pavelski, and I don't mean any disrespect, but, you know, to me, again, he made his choice. And I know some of y'all say the Sharks didn't give him much of a choice, you know, with what they offered, but I think they offered him fair, and um, it is what it is. I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to rub y'all some type of way. 
<laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Um, our next topics coming up here as we briefly uh, run through this game. Um, Eric Carlson, by the way, 61 points, if I'm not mistaken. 61 points through... What's the Sharks record now? Excuse me while I uh, utilize Google here. Jose Sharks are now 14, 23, and 9. We have 37 points in the standings, okay? Um, 46 games. So in 46 games, Eric Carlson has 61 points. And um, I know, I forgot who the name was, I could, but I know he's doing some history. The last person to do this was practically like, a hundred years ago. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. I don't want to spend much time jazzing up Eric Carlson any more than I already have in the previous episodes. Let's talk about James Reimer. <laughs> James Reimer's 200th career win, baby. I bet you that feels so great considering that he should have got it the night prior, or excuse me, on Monday uh, afternoon, um, the, the previous game. So uh, James Reimer gets his 200th career win. Um, I need to see Reimer's win columns go up. The the boys need to start supporting their goaltending. A lot of you fans out there be saying how James Reimer's the only defense the Sharks have. Um, literal, it's not a literal expression, but sometimes it feels that way. Um, we need that win column to go up. We really do. He deserves he deserves more than um, you know what's going on in front of him. But I don't want to end on a sour note. He got his two hundredth career game, so congratulations to James Reimer. Um, all right, so I was going to briefly touch up on some of the latest news here that's going on with trade rumors as we get toward the uh, final moments of the podcast here. Um, so now I don't want to spend too much time on um, on this because it's literally going to keep, the stories are going to keep changing and you're going to keep hearing these two names for the next two months up until like March 3rd, unless the Sharks do something wild like they did this week and start making some moves um, early, early before the trade deadline. But uh, the latest going on right now with uh, Eric Carlson is um, I believe he did a podcast um, recently was quoted on podcast. Now I got this from NBC sports um, online. So NBC sports um, for the Sharks. Okay, and um, what they're saying is, again, Eric Carlson, he's interviewed uh, recently, I believe as early as this morning, and he went on a podcast to say that he was um, essentially mimicking the same thing, that the San Jose Sharks, or excuse me, that, uh, that what's important to him is that he wants to win, and it's always been, you know, essentially what it is that he desires and that his family understands and, you know, he had some praise for Mike Greer. I'm just paraphrasing here at this point. But uh, bottom line is, again, I know he keeps saying on some segments, and we've covered this in a previous episode, so pardon me for kind of, um, you know, repeat, you know, doing a rerun here with this segment. But, um, you know, you got to pay attention. You know, you got to pay attention to both. You know, there's always two sides of the story with Eric Carlson. You know, there's I'm happy, and this is where I'm at, talking about San Jose, but then, What's important to me is is winning. I want to win. I want to win now, right? So uh, this this um, new dialogue, this new transcript that's um, available again, NBC uh, Sports for uh, Sounds Like Sharks. 
it seems to go into, um, to me personally, my reaction to this is, um, Eric Carlson's probably beginning to accept. And, um, you know, the fact that maybe, maybe, and his family's getting prepared for there to be, um, you know, a move on the horizon, uh, with Timo Meyer, I seen, and I haven't been able to track the source. So please, somebody let me know out there if you do, um, have the source of this, but apparently it's Elliot, um, Elliot Friedman. And again, I don't know where this was, um, said, but my understanding is supposedly Timo Meyer is been allowed to talk about um, extensions and whatnot prior to um, or with teams prior to being traded or if, if I'm not misinterpreting it, it sounds like like um, he has a say or you know he's going to have a say into where he goes or whatever if he goes again um, Timo Meyer is going to be do a contract extension um, the numbers out there are saying that it ain't going to be any less than 10 mil. And um, there's more teams surfacing for wanting his um, services. In the past, it was like New Jersey and uh, the Islanders, I believe. But now we're hearing that the Rangers perhaps have some interest in him. And um, they're even talking about teams like Tampa Bay. And um, for Carlson, um, tr trippy as it sounds, but Edmonton, a division rival, their name is popping up. And their names popped up earlier this season for wanting to be, um, you know, in, in the look for a uh, strong defenseman. So uh, we'll see. You know, stay tuned. And that's the latest on the whole uh, trade saga that's uh, going down in San Jose. What seems like is um, it's inevitable. It's going to be going down in San Jose. All right. Um, so we're going to close out the program here with um, some of the big news that's gone on in the last 24 hours. And that's being the NHL All-Star Games uh, jerseys being leaked. And um, just so you are aware, and here's a picture. This right here um, is and the San Jose Sharks just posted, I think a couple hours ago on their Twitter and social media feeds for, you know, the Western conference, but here it is. Um, they're throwing it back to the nineties, baby. <laughs> it is pretty chill. Um, most of you out there will remember this Jersey being worn by a sharks captain of the name of Owen Nolan while they played in the San Jose arena, as it was named back in the day. And he literally pointed to where he was going to score and got a hat trick at home. Um, so they're throwing it back to those days. It's a reverse retro, as you can see. Um, I believe the colors are, the styles are inspired by uh, the Panthers, who are the uh, Florida Panthers are hosting it this season. Um, the news and leaks of this came out in the last 24 hours or even a couple days ago because um, some people, I believe Aesthetics was reporting that there's an um an unboxing they got some pics of an unboxing and then um i believe people are always um excuse me people are saying how it was on sold on ebay i'm not too sure if those um stories are legitimate i'm just reporting you know the rumors that i heard but nonetheless this is the jerseys right here baby and if you follow shark city hockey on social media this isn't breaking news to you because at the beginning of the year 
specifically January um, 6th of this year, you can see that we've shared and it's already, and we shared this because it was already out there circulating. So this is an exclusive. I'm not claiming that, but you can see that we shared that the 2023 NHL all-star game was already appearing to throw it back to the nineties this season. Now, if you're listening to the audio version of this, then you can't, you know, um, the tweet is available or the post is available on our Instagram and on Twitter. And, uh, we have it lined up, which is the NHL all-star, uh, weekend poster was, um, made available on NHL shop. Um, the first week of January. So we already had a look at what these, um, all-star jerseys we're going to look at a few uh, weeks back. So now the real deal is out there. The threads are being revealed, um, officially being announced by teams such as sounds like sharks. Either way. Um, what was it? Um, who was it? Let me just see it here really quick. I want to say this correctly. I don't want to misquote this, but, um, What I wanted to say about this is what's awesome about this jersey is obviously Olin Nolan wore it, as I mentioned previously. But um, let's see. Let's just do a quick over a quick um, overview. This right here is, by the way, being um, this information about present to you is from NHL.com. Um, so these are the 2023 Honda NHL All-Star Game jerseys. And... Um, this year, all the all-star jerseys are inspired by the all-star game being played at Panthers um, inaugural season. The Adidas and NHL updated uniform design from the 90s and applied the colors of South Florida, electric blues and pinks inspired by the vibrant sunsets and glowing neon of South Beach. Uh, the jerseys are primarily black and white with hints of uh, Biscayne blue and flamingo pink that are fitting for the beachside. Uh, for the first time since 2009, each All-Star jersey will identify the respective players' conference, the Eastern Conference and Western Conference crests, featuring prime green dimensional cresting, creating an authentically premium NHL jersey. Uh, the jersey features reverse retro branding, including the current NHL uh, shield remix in vintage black and orange colors on the front collar. And um, the jerseys include the team and All-Star shoulder patches. So... Um, You'll have the all-star patch on the right shoulder and the sounds of sharks logo on the left for Eric Carlson. So yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, I love the old school Western conference, Eastern conference logos. I, I love them. I love that they have, um, I'll be real with you. It was pretty nice, you know, especially, you know, um, like with San Jose, I believe when they did their um, black and whites and it was like recycled plastics and all that, it was it was nice to kind of have each team for a while kind of do their own like take and version on the NHL All-Star um, All-Star um, game jerseys, you know, and then what it was essentially is here's your template and then you put whatever team you're representing their main logo on, on the front. But back to the point, um, it is pretty chill to see um, – them go back to this whole uh, Western conference, the whole conference logo, because to me like that right there was one of the best premier looks of the NHL all-star game. And, you know, it was signifying that these guys, like these are all stars playing on an all-star team, 
And I know, you know, they were kind of definitely winning toward, um, how do I say this? Um, exemplifying, I guess, you know, the teams that they came from, but I think it's nice to see, you know, the conference, the conference being, um, you know, the centerpiece of the Jersey, I guess it's the best way to say it. Um, so it's dope because, um, again, Owen Nolan wore his Jersey and now Eric Carlson's going to get his chance to wear this style Jersey. It's a retro, reverse retro. You know, this might be one of the reverse retros that aren't too, too bad. The Eastern conference. I like better. I wish the Western conference had, a uh, a, a little bit. Um, I wish they had the star, um, with the black top. But um, they have a light blue, I believe it is. So, eh, to each own, I guess. But back to the point. This style of, uh, or this template, I guess, in a way, of uh, jersey was worn by all-star greats. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Chris Chelios, Ray Bork, Patrick Wall, Eric Lindros, and Owen oh, Nolan, baby. So Eric Carlson gets to join that exclusive, um, you know, that, that exclusive club with this look, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. So, um, yeah, that right there is going to pretty much conclude this episode being the 21st episode of season two of the Shark City podcast. Thank you to everybody who's been with us at the top of the hour, um, whether you're on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, I appreciate you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, retweet, share all that jazz, and, um, check out all of our previous episodes at sharkcityhockey.com. Uh, once again, I'm Aaron James. This has been the Shark City Podcast, official podcast of sharkcityhockey.com, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, we got a great weekend of Sharks hockey. Um, I don't want to go into the odds this time around because, you know, I want I want to end the podcast on a, on a high note. <laughs> um but you know, if if you're interested, the Sharks have about a 45% chance of um, winning their first back-to-backs. They take on the Columbus Blue Jackets on a Saturday at four o'clock, and then um, same time, uh, same Shark Channel, uh, same Shark time, same Shark Channel. You get the reference. Kudos to you. Um, they'll be taking on the Boston Bruins. So Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back weekends again. Um, Sharks at Blue Jackets. And then Sharks at Bruins. Maybe they'll dress Jasper Weatherby against San Jose. Because the Sharks are going to go to Detroit on Tuesday, January 24th, for another 4 o'clock face-off. It's going to be 4 o'clock face-offs until the next month, FYI. Um, Sharks are going to take on the Hurricanes um, Friday of next week. They will be taking on the Penguins the next day on Saturday. So two back-to-backs on this road trip. Oh, my goodness. Um, so it's going to be, let's see, eight consecutive. Eight consecutive, nine consecutive, ten consecutive games. No, no, I lied. Eight consecutive games the Sharks are going to be on the road. They'll come back on Valentine's Day to host the Penguins. And then they're right back on the road. Um but we'll cover all that later on. Um, hey, February is around the horizon, baby. So that means the Legends game is coming up and Patrick Marlowe's Jersey retirement ceremony. 
the Legends game tickets go on sale tomorrow. Just want to emphasize that one more time. All right. It's going to be one of the best hockey weekends in San Jose in recent memory. And with that, I am signing off. Um, most more than likely to talk to y'all unless something huge happens in Sharks territory. We'll be talking to y'all after the weekend, after the back-to-back weekend. So let's go Sharks. Let's handle the Blue Jackets and the uh, Bruins. And let's see if we could turn this thing around, baby. A lot of people are already counting us out. I'm not saying they're going to go, you know, go big and win them all, but I don't see any reason why um, we don't have a chance. So we'll see what the Sharks do. This could be one of the biggest road trips. Um, like this season, like this, this road trip could literally define the next couple of months of hockey. Could define what next year might be. We'll see. All right. Once again, Shark City Podcast. I'm Aaron James. Y'all have a great rest of your night.